To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Happy holidays, all you beautiful people. Oh, that was... You caught me off guard with that. That was good. Yeah, you like that. You like that. It's your boy, Disney Daddy Sky. <laughs> Did you see that all over yeah, Twitter? Yeah, and I said, that's your new Twiddle hand. Twiddle? Twiddle. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm three years old, and I like Twiddle. Twitter handle Twitter. is what I meant. Yeah, that's the new Spark, and I changed my Twitter handle. Well, not the handle, but my like the actual name, display name. Oh, you changed it to Disney Daddy Skyler? Yeah, my, my Twitter handle is still Skyler Schuler. So. Well, yeah, but that is so funny. Hold on, I'm going to confirm this. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's all there. Uh, talk about last week a little bit. Oh, boy. Um, so I do... We got a little bit of backlash, but, I mean, it's our show. Continue. L- listen, listen. What I said last week, and I should I should start off by apologizing that I went off the deep end with a certain someone and I told myself I would never do that because this is a Disney show and a little more adult oriented Disney show. And we like to talk the news, the rumors, all that good stuff. But I went off the deep end. I let my feelings out because it was, I had to do it. And a lot of people agreed with us, but there was a couple people that didn't like it and that's fine. You know, um, but moving forward, we're, we're just going to, any questions regarding this person, you know who it is. If you last spoke on this episode, we're not going to address it anymore. Not anymore. We're going to, we're not going to give that on. person satisfaction. We're just going to move on, do the show, have a good time, have some fun. And we're going to limit the cussing. So yeah, we'll do our best. Yes. Sometimes, so, sometimes it's tough. Yeah. We kind of, what we both realized after we saw the episode go up the next day and, we were like, because uh, honestly, it is one of Skylar and I's favorite episodes. We just had a lot of fun with it, talking about different stuff, actually letting our feelings out, which I don't know if you guys uh, feel the same way, but like with podcasts, I really like when people, you know, are being themselves. And honestly, like we're not going to give ourselves any like, I don't know, praise for last week's episode because it was... It was a little rough. It was rough, and you know, me and Skylar went off on tangents. I s- said the f word a lot. Skylar said the f word a lot. Um, I called someone names, which I don't like doing. You know, we no, we, don't we like were calling we were just names. really passionate because we don't like seeing people in this industry do that. And um, but we're not going to let it get to us anymore. And we're just going to you know, it's our show, so we're going to focus on the material. We're going to give you guys a rumor of the week. We have uh, an awesome segment coming up. Uh, our favorite Christmas movies, which yeah. you guys need to check out. So we're going to give you, and then we're going to do a little, um, after we give our list, we're going to give a little honorable mentions to some, to some other really good Christmas movies. But we just wanted to address that saying, uh, we are sorry for, for the way that we handled last week's episode. But, um, also you guys have to realize is that, um, you know, me and Skylar do cuss and we, we do get really passionate about movies and when other and people Disney, yeah. and Disney and when other people, you know, kind of, um, go against that, you know, or, or anyone else that we're friends with in this industry. Exactly. You know? And, you know, we just don't like seeing people dragging other people down and claiming that they have hard ev- evidence when they don't. And, um, that's basically it. So, uh, we'll continue with our show and, uh, yeah, hopefully you've like episode 27. This is going to be a little Christmas episode. 
Um, so we're going to say Merry Christmas to you guys. We'll see you guys next week yeah. for our New Year's yeah. and, uh, uh, ha- stuff. And really quick, happy it, whatever you oh, celebrate. Yes, you know. yes. <laughs> not Merry Christmas. That was really, really like dumb of me. No, so no, no, happy no. Hanukkah, That's- happy Kwanzaa, happy all that. Happy, how about this? Happy, happy holidays. holidays. Yeah. Oh. Hey, you know what? Merry Christmas. Yeah, you were right. Merry Christmas, but happy holidays to anyone else. You know? Oh, we have Jewish followers. We have yeah. Muslim followers. So and, happy Kwanzaa. Happy we, hey. Yeah, eight, all that. Eight and nine days of celebrating. And I'm if you all guys, for that. We, and if you guys don't celebrate the holidays, just have a good week. Yeah, How about this, that? Yeah, there you go. Because I know a, a couple of my friends, they don't, you know, despite the religion, they don't they don't celebrate major holidays. So if yeah. you are fall under that cal- category, just have a great week. Yeah, absolutely. And enjoy this show. Yes. We're going to kick it off with some news because there was some good news despite the craziness that was the Investors Day yes. meeting a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to start it off with a... A cool story from our friends at Murphy's Multiverse. We uh, love those guys. Oh, absolutely. Edward Rose. Got to shout him out as always. Yes, Edward uh, Rose. And then your boss, uh, Charles Murphy, is the homie. Yeah, and they... Uh, oh, and by the way, Charles Murphy and Charles Villanueva, they uh, gave us a nice little nod talking about Spider-Man on their podcast. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Also, Edward Rose. And I'm speaking directly to you because I saw a tweet. And you you claim that you have a four hour cut of Revenge of the Sith that you and another buddy did, and I just want to know when that's coming out because I want to watch it so bad. So and the not, boy, so your boys can review it. Not only that, but I've been thinking a long time of doing a cut of Star Wars myself, and I'm actually probably going to do it, and I'm going to combine one through nine. And I know it's going to sound like a lot, but it's going to be like a 20, what, four hour movie. Um, But I'm going to throw different stuff into it. So there's this YouTube video where they remake the Darth Vader and the Obi-Wan fight. fight. I'm going to throw that in and then I'm going to throw in some different stuff. Cut out a lot of stuff from Attack of the Clones that I don't find very entertaining. Um, But I mean, that's that's often a tangent. So I want to know if that's real and when it is dropping because I want to watch. So, and we will review it. By yes. The way. So, so anyway, uh, on to nomad. Sky was going to talk about this for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Charles Murphy did some digging with some trademarks, uh, found that a nomad, uh, trademark was done by Marvel studios, which I can actually confirm. Cause I was actually looking at trademarks for Disney movie pro- uh, projects in the works, which we are working on for this. Which site. I wouldn't think to do. That's funny. Yeah, so we've looked into a couple things. We're working on a couple scoops, um, hopefully here pretty soon. One for Derek, one for me. Um, But yeah, Charles actually nabbed this one. Skyler gives me the Marvel ones. (laughs) So Marvel Studios Nomad is one that's out there. There's not a lot known on this project, whether it's theatrical or Disney+. Plus. We don't know if it's a series or a movie. But anyone that knows the Nomad character, it's basically the character. It's actually the, the monarch that Captain America takes when he is done being Captain America, which was kind of briefly hinted at in Avengers Infinity War. But what are the odds of Chris Evans coming back to do Nomad? I think Charles Murphy makes a good point. Oh, yeah. That, Talk about that. That it could be Bucky. It could be uh, Bucky's granddaughter, like from the comics. What it if could it's be... Sharon Carter? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That would yeah, be that, so yeah, sweet. That wasn't a point I don't think he made, I, unless I didn't read the article properly. So there's like Ricky Barnes, who's like a different alternate reality than the granddaughter of Bucky, which would well, be interesting. Well, since we're opening up the multiverse, who knows? Yeah, you have, I don't think it would be Falcon personally. I mean, no, you have he's Captain America. You have John Walker, who's playing the, the bad Captain America, but who knows? Maybe he turns into have, Nomad for Thunderbolts, which you they also, are doing. Yes, you also have um, uh, oh, David Harbour's character in Black Widow. Oh, Red Guardian. Yes. Yep, that's true. Uh, so 
Uh, this Which was a, I don't know if they'll waste that character, especially with the top know, name I like David about, Harbour. I thought about that too. They're going to use him more, but we've for been, sure. We've been saying it since day one of this show. They, they're they not trying to waste someone like a Florence Pooh. Pew. Pew, Pooh. Don't say Pooh. <laughs> oh, I'm Florence. So, <laughs> I'm so, Eeyore, why are you always mad? I have a nail in my butt. <laughs> That's just what that reminded me of. Pew. Anyways. Oh, I hope Florence doesn't subscribe. I'm so sorry. I didn't well, mean it's to pew do. like church pews. Okay, but it's spelled like pug or like Star Wars pew. <laughs> Puh. Okay. Um, I don't know if David Harbour's on the same level as Florence Pugh in terms of like. If you would have said that two years ago, we would have been saying it the other way around. Just so you know. Y- yeah, because he had Stranger Things. He had Hellboy, which did terribly, which hence, I heard hence, was actually pretty good, hence, according to my editor in chief, Skylar. Hence, why I'm, that's why I'm saying this because I liked the new Hellboy. It was funny, and I thought remember, he did a good job. You remember when we had uh, we had first screeners, and I got them. That was supposed to be at the Regal in Long Beach. I know we were supposed to. Go we see were it. supposed to go see an early screening of and Hellboy, we, and we, but we because st- we got we got uh, we got. Um, What's it called? Like early reactions before we had our screening, and they were just awful. I mean, Skylar, like, let's just why? Drink. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, so when I used to live in Long Beach, uh, we literally had a movie theater, Islands, TGI Fridays, every a whole shopping center across the street. So that's where we were gonna go see the movie. And the day that the screening came up, we were like, oh, did you see these early reactions? And Skylar's like, yeah. And we're like, let's just go to Islands and have a few beers instead. Yeah, so we, we chose Islands over Hellboy. Which, which a few I, beers turned into like listen, a three or four hour listen, day the new at Hellboy, the bar. The new Hellboy to me is, an, is just enjoyable popcorn fun, but Islands is always better than Hellboy. But, and that's any I mean, Hellboy. I have your same reaction about Bloodshot, which you don't agree with. I loved Bloodshot. I thought it was so cool, and I think that... that I thought it was a perfect introduction if it didn't do so badly for the Valiant Comics uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, but I... Uh, Did you even yeah. see Bloodshot? You haven't! <laughs> you freaking lied to me! You said it sucked, no, and you haven't seen it? I've seen Bloodshot. It no, you're such a liar. <laughs> it's horrible. No, you... you okay, no, Skylar no hasn't seen it. No one wants to see Bloodshot. Please, someone agree with me that Bloodshot was a good movie. No. Well, I don't want to say good movie. It was I'm a not, fun I'm not going to knock you because everyone hated Hellboy and it looked bad. And I liked Hellboy, so I won't argue with you. But be honest. Have you seen Bloodshot? No, I just said no. Okay, thank you. All right, moving on. I just didn't want to see it. All right, moving on for Nomad. Do we have anything else to say about Nomad? No, congrats, Charles, on the, okay. the find. Um, All right, we're moving on to... No, down more, down more. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm getting a little too early. It's we'll talk okay. about Johnny Depp in a little bit. Oh, everyone's like, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so we're going to talk about... Uh, do we care? No. Because uh, we'll talk okay. about her when we talk about Boba Fett. Okay. And so, not Boba Fett. So we'll talk about... Oh, this was a big one. Let's, oh. Oh, no. Okay, I suck at this right now. I'm That's just okay. clicking randomly That's on fine. stories. That's fine. They love hearing us blab about nonsense. Yes. Um, yes. So we'll talk about this. You want to take it or you want me to take it? Dude. You asked me to finish this article, and all I did was throw up a link to our website and fix the SEO and then put it out. So your body of this article I left alone, so talk about it. Okay, so we all know that back at D23, 
it was announced that Lizzie McGuire was getting her reboot. It was reported on the day before. I forget what website. But from the start, this project, like this project had problems from the very start. Yeah, but when they announced it at D twenty three, she was there, and everyone went wild. Such and, a waste. Yeah, and everyone went nuts for this on social media and at D twenty three. Well, everybody that watched Lizzie McGuire is our age now. Yeah. So they announced it in August. They started production a couple months later in New York. Did a couple episodes. And the original showrunner for the series, who was the new showrunner, or the new showrunner for the reboot, she got fired from the series. And Hilary Duff didn't find out about this until well, until uh, she found out, I think, a te- by a text message when one of the trades broke the news. And that pissed off Hilary Duff. Because she had to find out about it on the internet, and she was on her honeymoon. Speaking of finding stuff on the internet, Kobe Bryant's wife... Found out about his death on the internet. How screwed up is that? It was this industry. That's what's bad. Um, Freaking in- TMZ, dude. I swear they are the... Go ahead, go ahead. I know you wouldn't say this, but I'm just going to take one shot, and I'm going oh, no. to be done. TMZ is the Grace Randolph of entertainment. Please. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. I promise. That's all I'm saying. No more. No but more. Yes. 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 I agree. I give TMZ a little more credit. Oh, burn. Okay, now okay, we're anyways, done. Anyways, now we're done. Sorry, okay, sorry. Um, anyways, so the where was I at? Oh, honeymoon. She was on her honeymoon. She was pissed off. It, it ended up being that. That's such a ruiner for a honeymoon. Yeah, it is. That sucks. So Terry Minsky was let go because they wanted to go a little more adult theme for the Lizzie McGuire reboot, and Hillary's like, "No, we want to go." And she tried her hardest to get this reboot off the ground. She was trying to get Terry her job back. She was talking to other websites saying, hey, this is the update, fans, be ready. She was, not only was she trying to get, you know, while talking with the studio over remotely via, you know, Zoom during the coronavirus to get the show lifted back off, she was keeping the fans, like, their hopes high. She was doing her best. Like, I feel bad for Hillary Duff. She tried, but you're right. This this show had too many problems from the start. This show was not going to work on Hulu, unfortunately. It needed to go to Disney Plus, and but it just if didn't they happen. were doing more adult stuff, then why did it cho- move to Hulu? It didn't move. It never moved to Hulu. But that's what. Where li- did I that, read? No, that. no, because Hil- Hillary Duff wanted it to move to Hulu. Oh. If Disney wasn't going to allow it, and Disney was never going to allow Lizzie McGuire to go to Hulu. It just wasn't going to happen. But they own Hulu. What's the difference? Because, they let Love but, Victor go to Hulu because they felt their core. Whether anybody uh, feels the same as Disney, they felt their their best shot with their core audience was always going to be Disney Plus because their core audience is going to fluster over to all these other shows that are on Disney Plus. Well, they Plus. need to loosen the leash on this project then because yeah. Eliz- what what I don't understand, and we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, is like her the fans of Lizzie McGuire, you're not going to tell your son because he's, what, five? Yeah. People were watching Lizzie McGuire when they were five. And you're you're son, you're not going to show your son Lizzie McGuire. Well, n- n- not necessarily. No, because I, when I was five, I wasn't watching Lizzie McGuire. Well, neither I was, was I. But you know, my wife was, the, the, and I know a lot show, of other dudes the, that watch Lizzie McGuire. The, the show was aimed at kids ages. I would be nice and say ten to sixteen. They shouldn't. Because the original fans of Lizzie McGuire are 25 and older. And I agree, I agree with that. But Disney Plus needs to cater to the new generation. And that's what they wanted to do. Like, and Hillary Duff didn't want that. 
Which, and that's fine. Which I am and fully I, supporting her. And I, I trust me, I, I feel the same way, but I'm playing devil's advocate and saying, if I'm a studio and I want content for my new premiere streaming service and new content, you're going to Disney Plus. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's, they, they saw, okay, we didn't like Girl Meets World. Now, granted, this was a Disney Channel show, but you actually brought up a good point. You did. Well, I that, watched the last episode just to see all yeah, the original cast of course. return. So. But what's a, what's a reboot, and you brought this up earlier, what's a reboot highly successful on the opposing streaming service? Fuller House on yes. Netflix. One of, and it's one and of the it's most good. And it's one of their most popular series. And what did that do? It rebooted the series. It, they have five seasons alone on Fuller they, House. Yeah, so that's what they were trying to get but with. But this with is Lizzie the McGuire. thing is that they held up Fuller House without the core family. When I say core family, I'm not meaning DJ Stephanie, uh, but they and lost Kimmy. that on Michelle. And Uncle Jesse, was only uh, there for Bob Saget, and yeah. Uncle Joey right, are right. there sporadically. But you're relying on these like newish characters. Like you have to learn to love DJ's kids, and you have to learn to love uh, Kimmy Gibbler's kids, and and they do it to a, an aspect to where I think Lizzie McGuire could have went this route. And it, it it's is. a little, it's it's not. But if they went that route, then they would have to go against everything you said. It wouldn't be an adult style show they would have to introduce new young characters. i was about to say that yeah and what i'm saying is is like yeah if lizzie mcguire or if hillary duff said that she wanted it more adult oriented as she's said it uh, in the past i think they could have done like something the fuller house went because it's still lighthearted, it's still family fun but there is some deep adult you know stuff sure because there's a segment where stephanie is a tour dj and she has some underlying sex jokes and if you're oh, yeah, yeah. not old enough to understand, I mean, you had that in like uh, Red and Stimpy uh, and uh, stuff like yeah. that. Again, again, I, I made this point for something else on this show. Ten things I hate about you is on Disney Plus. Yeah. Why can't this be on there? Exactly, dude gets a, 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 a you know an appendage drawn on his face. Yeah, and also they smoke weed. All through the movie, yeah, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw days of days and confused on yeah, Disney right? Plus. So here's what Hillary this is a mouthful. So here's what Hillary Duff had to say, and let me just tell you. Do I to read it in Derek, my Australian voice? Go ahead, but just know, <laughs> just know. Besides, I like your Australian voice, so go for it. Thank um, you. But just know, I do not believe this show comes back. They're done. I think they're done. Okay. And I think and Hillary Duff. I, and I think Hillary Duff is done. Well, you can actually take that to the bank from the Disney daddy. Okay, so this is what Hillary Duff said, but if if she was an Australian. I've been so honored to have the character of Lizzie in my life. She has made made such a lasting impact on many, including myself. To see the fans' loyalty and love for her to this day means that so much to me. I know that the efforts and the conversations have been everywhere trying to make a reboot work but sadly and despite everybody's best efforts isn't going to be isn't going to happen i want any reboot of lizzie to be uh honest and authentic to who lizzie were would be today did you hear that was that did did that pick up on the mic yeah it was that the chair no that was my body telling me that i needed a burp oh nice anyway it's what the character deserves we can all take a moment to mourn the amazing woman that she would have been in the adventures we would have taken with her. I'm very sad, but I promise that everyone tried their best and the stars just didn't align. Hey now, 
This is what 2020s are made of. You're Pretty welcome. Pretty sad. Um, it's crazy she used the word mourn. I, I'm not going to... Well, you can... I'm not gonna, I mean, that's a little I'm, drastic. I'm not going to mourn your character when your character is still on Disney+. Plus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, we'll just I, make our own but, Lizzie uh, McGuire reboot in yeah, our heads. Give us, give us a call. We'll, we'll start a YouTube show. Um, <laughs> the Lizzie McGuire Insider. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Anyway, moving on. Here's a fun This one. is something that I'm going to talk about. This came out of left field, by the way. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys a little backstory. As far as watching content when I was a kid, my mom wasn't lenient, but my dad was really lenient. That's my so what I'm, too. So what I'm telling you is, is I started watching Beavis and Butthead when I was seven, and I was watching rated R movies when I was seven and everything, and one, one series, and I like them all, one series that me and my dad really bonded over was Revenge of the Nerds. And I think it's one of the best 80s movies to ever come out. Besides, like, I don't know if you guys like, um, uh, what's that movie with? Uh, Breakfast Club. Bre- no, it's Breakfast Club, but one of the actors is in it. Weird Science. Sorry. Okay, Weird okay. Science. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which is also my, one of my favorite 80s movies. But, okay, can I just rant a little bit? Go for it. Because I couldn't imagine a better person to take on this project for, for Fox. I, okay, I 100% agree. You're going to have to name him here in a second. Um, but I do have some thoughts. Okay, so go ahead and rant. And I'll so tell you, I'll, I'll tell you my, you my thoughts, thoughts and I'll tell you a little backstory. So Revenge of the Nerds, it, it takes place with these two guys. And I'm forgetting their names, but they're, they're, uh, they're pretty well-known actors. Um, and they're nerds. Yeah. One of the other ones, it's not the one with the dark hair, it's the blonde hair. He actually One of is, them looks like Derek, and the other one looks like me. It's kind of sad. Well, the, the taller blonde one, he's actually Goose and Top Gun. Oh, interesting. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, he's Goose and Top Gun. So, um, basically this movie uh, surrounds itself that these two high school kids are now moving into college. Uh, you know, it's that standard movie where, you know, they're not fitting in, and then you have the jocks that are like, nerds! Uh, so they find a uh, they find a fraternity where they have a lot of uh, other people you know that are around their same intellect and you know personality, and they're just trying to make their way through the university and trying to just show the jocks you know that they're also important. And they go into these like kind of like Olympic games playing against the jocks, and they you know they have to uh, do athletic activities. They do a musical number. It's 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 a it's a 100% 80s movie. Yeah. But if you guys haven't checked it out, it is a instant classic. And uh, you'll recognize the character named Booger. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, something that comes to my mind, he's the principal of Jessica Day's school in New Girl, uh, the guy that plays Booger. But, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. But just to break the news, that was a little backstory on what the movie's about. Um, Seth MacFarlane, who you know from Family Guy, A Thousand Ways to Die in the West, Ted, Ted movies, um, he is developing a reboot of Revenge of the Nerds starring the Lucas Brothers. The Lucas Brothers, which, um, if you're not familiar with them, they're very, very funny comedians, and you can see them in the 21 Jump Street, or they're in 22 Jump Street uh, when they go to college, so. Um, I'm super excited to to see this. Uh, I really hope they don't butcher it because Revenge of the Nerds is one yeah. of my favorite movies. Um, but Skylar, uh, I said my piece, so you you say. So if you're wondering why we're talking about Revenge of the Nerds with Seth MacFarlane, it's being done by 20th Century Studios, which Disney owns. Yep. Um, 
I think you are 100% correct that this is the perfect... First off, they've been trying to do a Revenge of the Nerds. You've seen Revenge of the Nerds, right? Mm -hmm. Do you like it? Uh, The original, yes. yes, The original. I mean, that's like the sequels to like... The Police Academy movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. But Um, I mean, they're still entertaining, but you really want to come back to the original. Seth MacFarlane's a great choice for this. And I think whoever you cast Seth MacFarlane will do wonders with it. I and I think I've seen the Lucas brothers writing. They've written on Key and Peele. Uh, they've written on a couple other things that I a comedy shows that they I have really sets like. because when they do comedy, they they do it as a duo. Yeah, so, so it's so funny. You should look up their sets on. Uh, I think they have a couple of Laugh Factory uh, little like five minute sets. You should look them up on YouTube. They're hilarious. Yeah, they're so they're really funny, and I like their writing style. I've seen them in three things. And I, when that, whenever they star or appear in things, I do not find them funny at all. I think that they were the dumbest characters in Twenty Two Jump Street, like really dumb jokes in a movie that I thought was hilarious. Like they're, oh, 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 we said the same thing because we're twins. Like that same joke I heard. That set up Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill's whole banter, like bananas, ice cream, dildos. (laughs) But but it was funny because it, it set them up. It didn't. It didn't work for them, and for I me. agree. But I don't. I think, and I, and what I'm trying to say is, as I think Seth MacFarlane can do something with these two because I what would he do with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, but Mark Wahlberg was funny before Ted. He was funny in the other guys, and he's funny in a bunch of other stuff. Like he was well, hilarious. He just the had other the other guys before Ted. There was a couple other things he had before Ted comedies. Now that I'm, really, yeah, he had a couple things. And Daddy's Home was after. <laughs> Daddy's Home. We're talking comedies, okay? <laughs> Daddy's Home's funny. The first one? I think it's uh, other, funny. Other guys is way better. Well, I mean, Daddy's Home, you you reconnect Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, which are the, probably the best duo which since, was a horrible, since Chris Farley with, and with the other guy's uh, director. David Spade. Yeah, with the other guy's director. It was a horrible crime that they did Can Daddy's I tell Home. You? Really quick. It's a horrible crime they did Daddy's Home. Let me just kind of finish this topic and I'll let you speak. It's a horrible crime they did Daddy's Home plus with the director that did the other guys. When in reality, they ended up giving us Daddy's Home 2, which is god-awful. When you could have just given us the other guys 2 and the other guys 3 and then a, a spinoff movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Samuel L. Jackson. They died. I It, it could have been a spinoff prequel. It would have been fine. You're telling me that Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock would have signed on for a, a spinoff of the other guys? No. Excuse me? First off, Samuel L. Jackson signing on to almost every project he can get his hands on. Okay. And The Rock will take anything that has a huge paycheck and franchise, you know, ability. I don't think other guys is a franchise. Yeah, but we said the same thing about Rampage before we saw Rampage. Rampage. Why am I blanking? Oh my God! Why? Why am I blanking? Oh, oh, you know that movie? Yes, we went to the premiere. Literally went to the premiere. Yes, so I think that's a bad argument. The, we, what I'm trying to say is the other okay, guys. Fine. The other guys too could have been something, not Daddy's Home. But granted, I agree with but, you. But, but I agree with you. But, but granted, you know, Mark Wahlberg has his funny moments with Will Ferrell in Daddy's Home. Um, there's a couple of funny moments in Daddy's Home too. Now I'm thinking about it, but they're not. Daddy's Home Two's not good. I'll give oh, you the first Daddy's. He Home. was he was the comedic relief um, over Winston Duke and oh, we loved that Spencer Confidential. Yes, oh, he was so good. He was so funny. In and that. they're doing a sequel. 
Oh my god, um, thank you. Uh, can I uh, Netflix? Can I just Oh, but really quick, really quick. Okay, okay. I, I, I don't think the Lucas brothers are funny in what I've seen, but what I'm trying to say <laughs> is is I think you Seth MacFarlane could have found or maybe the not Seth MacFarlane, but the studio could have found two other act, comedic actors that I think could have fit the role. I'm not saying like like a like I feel like a Pete Davidson would work in this, like as a nerd, but he's mm. For me, for me, like the Lucas Brothers, I need to see it, and I think if someone can give me good Lucas Brothers, it's Seth MacFarlane. So I'm giving it the benefit of the you know would have been a perfect, uh, and it's just me basing off of their characters, not the actual actors. Is Johnny Galecki and uh, Jim Parsons? Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. The, well, the Big Bang Theory is basically Revenge of the Nerds, the show. True, but yes, you're right. You're 100 percent right. But um, as far as this, oh, dude, I I lost my train of thought. I can't remember. We're excited for it. I don't know. I'm excited for it. No, no, I no. I'm looking. I any you know me. I'm one of the few people on this planet that loves a thousand ways to die in the West. So I am. Oh no, you're not the only one. I love that. Uh, movie. See, so I am totally cool with him doing this movie. Sweet. Okay, we're moving on. And if I if my thought comes back, uh, don't be upset if we're in the middle of a Marvel story and I want to talk about Revenge of the Nerds again because it was something that I thought was funny that I was going to say. Anyway, uh, so we're moving on and we're moving on to, do you want to talk about uh, this? No? Disney Plus is going to adapt The Thief, which is... Do I even need to, to click on this article or can you just talk about it? <laughs> I'm not going to click on it. No, just talk about okay, it. Okay, so let, we've talked about this before, I'm sure. Johnny, so uh, in a report from The Hollywood Reporter, a Hollywood trade, I'm sure there's some... The show. top... Listen, I have no issue with Johnny Depp. I like a lot of his roles. In fact, I like three of the five Pirates movies that have been released. The other two, I think, were kind of lazy and boring, and I can sleep through them. That said... Which I did. I I literally passed out during Dead Man Tells No Tales. The fourth one's the worst, with the one with Penelope Cruz. Oh, my goodness. But I won't get into it. Um... So the Hollywood Reporter released a report that long before, and we've Derek and I have known this forever, but long before that whole case with Amber Heard that we will not get into on this show, they're both toxic in this relationship. I won't say as people, but in their relationships. Anyways, um, that Johnny, that Disney wants no part of Johnny Depp. In fact, Jerry, they're Disney's doing two different pirates movies. In Jerry Bruckheimer, who's producing one of them, which is the one with, uh, I believe it's the one with. Uh, uh, not Margot Robbie, but the one that's kind of rumored with Karen Gillan. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer tried asking Disney to give him a small role or cameo, and apparently Disney said no, which is something we knew. Disney was done with the character, and they said before the trial, but I guess the trial kind of put the nail in the coffin, so do not expect Johnny Depp to return as Jack Sparrow. I'm going to... He even said. Yeah. Oh, no. No, he said something on Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Listen. Which is, no, that's Warner Brothers. But listen, I'm going to go on a quick rant here. Go Um, for it. Okay, first topic. Pirates of the Caribbean is not centered on Jack Sparrow. It's when the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise was at its best, it, it was when he was the supporting character. And that's what got him the Academy Award. He was nominated for the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie in a supporting role. And yes, he it, he wasn't. It was more starring than supporting, but it was the star was Orlando Bloom. The star was Kira Knightley. Um, but you know, it he it, the character itself, you know, became very tiresome. For some reason, Disney wanted to center it on Jack, and that's fine. I like the second and third Pirates movies, but the fourth and fifth really kind of threw that character in the ground. Like, oh, he's drunk again. 
oh, he's going on a new mission to fight, you know, mystical pirates again. Like, it's the same thing over and over. It was time to end that character. It was just, it was time. And you can tell Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, you could do Pirates of the Caribbean movies with new characters. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, not Pirates of the Caribbean starring Jack Sparrow. Like, that's, I'm sorry. Like, if you can give me Margot, and I'm just throwing it off my head right now. If you can give me that Pirates movie with Margot Robbie and Henry Cavill, anyone's going to the theater. They're flocking to the theaters to see that. I don't care what anyone says. It's two big names and two new pirates. And if you can tell a good story, people will go and flock to a good story. Like, that's just how it is. And everyone's like, oh, but Johnny Depp is like the money draw. No, Johnny Depp is not the money draw. Dark Shadows flopped through the looking glass. Flopped. Dark Mass flopped. Sorry, the Fantastic Beast 2 was a downgrade from the first one financially. Johnny Depp does not... The Lone Ranger, oh my god, one of Disney's biggest ones. Johnny Depp does not what sell you like? movies. Any, I, oh, I love the, the Lone Ranger. But Johnny Depp does not sell movies like people think he, he, you know, he does anymore. It's just, it does not happen. It's time to tell new stories. You know, I think Pirates 5, which is not the best Pirates movie, I think it ended the story beautifully. And it even ended the Turner's family story beautifully. There's a little cut scene with, like, Davy Jones post-credit scenes, but that's a dream. You can kind of walk away from that knowing that. Which I didn't even know to, yeah. that was, existed. I didn't stay for the credits. Uh, well, there you go. So Will Turner's now with his family again. You know, the curse is lifted. Why? There's no reason to reel them back in after a happy ending reuniting. There's just, there's no reason to at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. You don't need to reel Jack back in. You can tell brand new stories, and Disney's choosing to do that, and, you know, whether or not they're choosing that because of what's going on with his personal life is up to Disney, and it's Disney's franchise. This franchise has been lo- around long before Johnny Depp with you know the ride that opened up in the 60s. Sorry, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. No one thought Pirates of the Caribbean was going to work before that first movie, and it ended up working. So we're not judging anything just because of Johnny Depp. Sorry. I know a lot of people are going to get mad and comment on this uh, podcast. Who and cares? On it's our show. Yeah, so you know what? Johnny Depp's character ended fine. That character became tired. It showed at the box office. That last movie was a three hundred million. I think it was like three hundred forty-five million dollar dip from the fourth one. So it's time to time to kind of tell fresh Still story. Made a butt ton of money though. Yeah, seven hundred million though. When your other three movies made your previous as three. long as it's profitable, I don't think they it matters. Uh, I think I think it matters when there's a dip. Like as if you're hitting a billion, a billion, a billion, and then you, in your franchise you see a three hundred and fifty million dollar dip. But that's a difference with sequels and stuff like that. You're kind of betting on yourself with that. Not when you're not. I I, I would agree typically, but when you're Disney and Disney's known with Marvel to and their other franchises, when they see a billion dollar property, they're known to create billion dollar property, billion dollar property. And their biggest franchise outside of Marvel and Star Wars flops, and doesn't flop, but is takes a nosedive. Yeah, then you kind of start to pause. Well, you can also say, the but same it is thing a, so, about, but it seven hundred. Any other movie in this in the world would kill for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Well, it's the, the same office. about that's the same about Fantastic Beasts. So the number two dipped, and yeah, but I that, mean they have already signed all these characters. For what, five yeah, movies? They, yeah, they were locked in contract where Johnny Depp's character, I believe, had one more movie and he wasn't like Fantastic Beasts. Bring he was me Mads Mikkelsen. Like Bring me Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. He is a way better uh, uh, Grindelwald. Anyway, moving he's on. He's such a good actor, too. Oh, my God. And he sells movies, by the way. 
Okay, so this next one is uh, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian before we get... And you guys know what we're going to talk about. So um, my initial thoughts on The Mandalorian. Overall or the last episode? Overall, and then we'll get into the last episode. Sure. Because um, I think we're we're all along the same lines of how we felt about you know the last 15 minutes of The Mandalorian. Sure, yes. Because I have some thoughts about what it would would have been better. I agree. And we okay. might even be on the same page there. So The Mandalorian Season 2, I thought was way better than Season 1. Agreed. I thought I thought they had their story kind of locked in. I agree. Uh, with Season 1, you know, it's kind of like a video game. Mm-hmm. You know, you do different quest lines. Yeah. And, you know, they don't really tie into each other. It's like, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an example. Like Skyrim. You have your main story. And you go off and do, like, the Assassin's, you know... Side, the Side adventures. Yeah, you do the Companions, or you do uh, the Civil War or anything. That's how I felt The Mandalorian Season 1 was. Is like, it didn't really have a clear-cut story. Obviously, the child was the big thing. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, argue with me about uh, that the, Mandalor- the Mandalorian Season 1 did have a story, I mean... You're you're centering around the child. That's basically all you got. Yeah. And I can tell you right now that I still don't know where they were going with Mandalorian Season 1. I just know that the child was involved. But Season 2, they really stepped up their game. You get Bo-Katan. You get Ahsoka. You get Luke Skywalker. You get, you know. Agreed. And it just had a really good flow. Spoiler uh, alert, by the way. But if you're listening to the show, you've already seen it. Yeah, if you're our listeners, you've already seen it. Um, but I just, yeah, season one had a way better storyline. I think episode, uh, it's the second episode of the series. I don't know if it's like nine or ten or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that one was a little weaker. But as soon as like Bo-Katan and like Ahsoka come up, you know, the Mandalorian is... It's really paving the way for like this new generation of like telling the same story but different. You know what I mean? You got Boba Fett coming back. You got and you know me. We'll talk about that. And you know me. I I love continuity for sure. And the fact that they brought back Tamar Morrison, you know, to make sure that it's it's you know, and as much as you guys don't, and when I say you guys, I just know it's a majority of us that don't really see the prequels as good as some of them, but they're still canon. You still have to look at their material to yep. kind of get the picture of Star Wars. Yeah. And the fact that the episode two, which is probably the worst one, I just like the Clone Wars battle. Um, I mean, you get this whole picture about clones and, you know, all the new stormtroopers are are clones. And the fact that tomorrow Morrison came back as, as uh, Boba Fett, because if you remember in episode two, that Jango Fett had his own clone, you know, to kind of take under his wing. And that ended up being Boba Fett. Right. And you get him in Clone Wars. You don't really get him as like a full-fledged bounty hunter, but you get him, you know, in the in the, in the the later series. So like episode five and six. And uh, it's really cool to see him back. He has dope armor after he redoes it. And um, Ahsoka was really, really cool. Yeah, that's... That's something you need to do. Like what what the later trilogy didn't do right was like a lightsaber battle, and the way the lightsabers you know flowed and stuff like that with with seven, eight, and nine. Right. Um, but you have Ahsoka, which I heard from other people that it takes place before the season finale of Rebels, 
or no, the Clone Wars, the the Clone Wars uh, last season came out recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so you you yeah yeah. So you get you get so that comes place before the Clone Wars last season, where Ahsoka kind of takes the mantle of you know like a got not really like a Templar, but. Uh, she, you know, she's like perfect balance. Mm. That's why she has the white lightsabers. But anyway, um, those are my thoughts on the Mandalorian season two. So I'm going to let Skylar take, take the, uh, the mic for season two. And then we'll talk about, uh, the book of Boba Fett. Um, so kind of touched on a lot of my points. Like the, the biggest draw was for season one was, you know, the Mandalorian, the action, and then they enveloped you any story, but kind of took you on these side quests that were kind of nonsense and didn't need to be there, which, Season two, really, really, I think they saw that and they really touched on keeping the cohesive story between, you know, the Mandalorian keeping the baby safe. And when he's taken, he needs to go and find out where this baby is and just, you know. Which was a great callback when he does a hologram to uh, Moff Gideon from the last, uh, the season finale of episode one. Yeah. Such a cool, uh, like a. Callback? Callback. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. No. Uh, You're a hundred percent right, by the way. Um which which was really nice. So season two, there was one episode that I agree it was one of the first three that was kind of weaker, but it was the one that we went to the ice cave. I think so. Yeah, that's the, frog the one lady. that was. Yeah, that was the weaker one for me. It was cool that the frog lady was there. I think a lot of people actually really liked the frog lady, and I they got that. mad that the child. Well, Grogu. Now we can say that was eating the eggs, <laughs> and that she didn't even notice. Like I, what the hell? I just don't. I'm not going to touch that subject I, just to be safe. Um, anyways, it was a great episode. I, you remember when we first talked about the Mandalorian and our expectations and my biggest problem, do you remember what my biggest fear was with this show before this show started? Is that they were not going to have a solid storyline? No, it was, uh, you'll remember once I say it, is that they were going to throw too many Clone Wars characters into this Okay, yes, yes, I do remember that. And now that I'm looking back at it, I think they did a really good job keeping it very short. Like it wasn't, wasn't yeah, it wasn't about Ahsoka. It was more about Bo-Katan, really. Um, It's setting up season three, which we're going to talk on here uh, in a few minutes. Um one of my favorite things about the you know going into the last episode is actually the whole season the best thing to me about the mandalorian season 2 outside of you know pedro pascal and some of the supporting characters is um the music from ludwig gornson that dark troopers will, theme song that techno down 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 it was, it was way better the second season than the first and season and it was even good the first season but yes well, you're right yeah it was but one, it was more one, seven or eight emmys or something like that season so. 1 was more western this one actually you know it still has a western backstory but tapped into that sci-fi but it typed it yeah exactly right it typed yeah. in and then you know the composer kind of like captured that with the music you know you start off with like the normal mandalorian you know he's going to like he went to uh, uh, what is uh, Timothy Oliphant's character? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Cobb Vamp. Cobb Vamp. They went to Tatooine. Yeah, and that was the first episode. Yeah, and you get that Western vibe. And as soon as he gets more like trying to find the Jedi to tr- you know to kind of take Grogu or Grogu, the music changes too. So yeah. that's a good no, point. No. It's here's what I didn't like really quick is. We can, you can tell if you go back and watch the whole series, you can tell that Rangers of the New Republic is easily Gina Carano's show. It's, it's, it's her show. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because each episode they tried to make you feel for that character. 
like her and planet, we didn't. And her planet. If you're, if well, you should feel more bad for Leia. It, well, than sure. Alderaan. Alderaan yeah. blew up. Like, uh. yeah, she was the princess. Anyway, if I'm doing Rangers of the New Republic, I'm making it Cobb Vanth. You put you put uh, you put the uh, Mondo in there. You have him drop off his own suit. Let him be get his own little Mandalorian armor as like a thank you. Give him his own suit. You put Bill Burr in there. You make those two the Rangers of the New Republic, and then you yes. throw in a couple characters. That's my opinion because yes. everyone loved Cobb Vanth, and you only got him for twenty minutes. But Bill and- Burr's character. Did much I think better we can season. agree that was our favorite episode. Besides, yeah, besides no, no. the season finale, which is a good episode. No, no, my favorite is that episode. That's my favorite episode yeah, as it's, well. It's just so much heart to that he's character. So, they turned him around because he sucked season one. I'm sorry. And Bill Burr, I mean, I would have never expected that acting ability out of him because he's a really, really funny comedian. If you guys haven't seen any well, of his stuff, please do. But he is so badass in that episode. Well, this is his year. He got to host SNL. He was he starred alongside Pete Davidson in The King of Stanton Island, He's which is Chris Leah's place. Yeah, we'll we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> um, and then you know The Mandalorian. So good for him. Yeah. You know, uh, let me talk about the finale really quick. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think my one gri- uh, I'll say my two gripes with that episode is we have the same gripe. Is Luke looked like a video game character? Oh my god! I it, cannot tell you. I laughed out loud when yeah, I saw flashbacks. Him flashbacks to the very first scene in Justice League. Um, <laughs> you know that's true. And second, I have learned that I really like um, Katie Sackoff. Yes, me too. I think she's a talented, you know, voice. She's actress. also a babe. Yes. Yeah, oh, she's very beautiful. She's a talented voice actress. I think she overplayed it in the finale. I think I think she overplayed it for me. I just did not feel I her character. I did not feel her character. I want the dark saber. He's mine. I'm like, okay, you sound like an evil villain in the Power Rangers. Stop it. Like it. It just. Sounds- but if you know the lore, it's true. Yeah, I don't disagree with the words she has to say. I disagree with the way she's using those words. Got you. Peyton really I, didn't direct enough. I must defeat or moff gideon's mine i'm like oh oh my god and i didn't i thank god sasha banks didn't talk that much in the mandalorian because she's horrible actress isn't she from wwe yes she's an (laughs) awful actress if there's one thing you can be thankful for to john favreau is like hey you're you're kind of a badass like gina carano but she's never been in a movie so please don't talk (laughs) so that's i was like yes but overall, the episode's awesome. The, the 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 reverse Rogue One scene instead of Darth Vader taking out Rebels and instead Luke Vader or Luke Vader, well close. I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, Luke Luke Skywalker taking out Dark Troopers was easily the coolest looking scene. But my favorite scene is that anytime that music came in for the Dark Troopers, I I just like ooh goosebumps. Damn, 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 Yeah, and even that fight between Moff Gideon and. Uh, and Mondo is just awesome. I know his name's Din Darjan, but I like to say Mondo. No, yeah, Mondo. it's like we like to say Baby Yoda, not Grogu. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Um, well, actually, I I kind of strayed away from that. I say the child now because Baby Yoda can. I don't know. That irritates me because he's not Yoda. I see, I but he's the species of Yoda, which we still have no idea what his species is. It, but it, which Ahsoka touched on. He was like, I've only seen another one of these species, yeah. and it was a great master Yoda. You know, but um. I don't. I didn't give my two thoughts on the season finale. I have a lot of stuff to say. About, you know, I agree with a lot of what Skylar said, and I don't know. Like the ending, it was cool to see Luke, 
I would have rather it been another Jedi, like Mace Windu. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I just, I would have rather it been anybody but Luke. But I've been seeing these really cool fan theories and stuff and, uh, you know, a lot of memes. And I think it's so funny that we were all worried about uh, Grogu, you know, lasting Anakin's raid on the Jedi Temple, killing all the younglings. And then you're like, okay. So he survived that. And then you realize that he went with Luke to go train. And then you realize that Luke started his own Jedi Academy. And then. Uh, ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, obliterated the entire uh, Jedi temple that Luke started. And then yeah. you wonder, like, if Grogu was there. I, I was, th- <laughs> yeah, but, and, but, then, but then Luke takes, you know, well, you're making this point, but, like, is Grogu alive now? Like, take a guess. Is he alive? Oh, I guarantee you he's alive. Mm, I think he died. You just pissed. We probably just lost 20 Patreon subscribers. Sorry. You know, listen, I don't think they, as much as I like the sequel trilogy, I don't think they're revisiting anything after the sequel trilogy. I think they're going far. Well, I think they're I, going so far back that it's, I, that's away from that. I have heard multiple sources, well, not our sources, but different people saying that the Mando eventually will kind of tie up some dumb stuff in the later trilogy. So like the rise of Skywalker, they're going to touch on how emperor Palpatine came back and all that stuff. But anyway, before we touch on the book of Boba Fett, which is going to be very brief, um, just is my dog barking. Yeah, it's okay. Um, what I will touch on is Ahsoka Tano, the main villain. And I know this for a fact, and it has been announced will be Thrawn. Well, Thrawn's coming it, back. It will it, be Thrawn. It has to be. They teased it in the show. Take that take that from me. I'm the first one who said it. The main villain will be Thrawn. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Um, so so really quick, we're just going to quickly touch on the book of Boba Fett, which I could... Per- Derek's going to disagree with me. I could care less about this show at all. I'd rather see more Mandalorian. I could care less about Boba Fett. You know, I was... I'm happy that we got him in season two. In the, we got more of him than I thought we would in season two of Mandalorian. I do not care about more of that show. I'd rather see more Fennec, which I guess we are. Um, but I do have to say that I'm really excited for Boba Fett. I see. I'm not really excited for it. I, I want new stories. I don't want to. I just don't care. Um, it's cool. I think Robert Rodriguez is a really good fit for this show, though. So the book of Boba Fett was announced. Um, John Favreau also appeared on Good Morning America to announce the, even the logo, which the logo looks kind of cool. Which, despite what some insiders are saying... Not an insider. Um, well, I wanted to be in general. <laughs> we all know who we're talking about. Anyways, kind of nipped that right in the butt, that, that story we talked about. Even last week we talked about. But, yeah, so The Mandalorian's happening. It's coming in 2022, while The Book of Boba, Boba Fett is coming in 20, Thank you. 2021. Um, Fennec is returning and she's also Ming-Na Wen is actually voicing Fennec in the Bad Batch, which yes. is also coming in 2021. So what do I cool. love? Continuity. Thank you. So this was a cool story, by the way, Yeah. this, this, this next one. Yes. Uh, Skylar actually texted me about this and I looked it up and I thought this was so funny. So Vegas but this is true, by the way. Yes. Las Vegas. We all know that if you want to have a bet on like a fight and if you don't want to just say hey to your buddy like hey i'll i'll give you 50 bucks if logan paul wins you know as dumb as that sounds 
But when you go to Vegas, you can actually put in professional bets for like if you guys see uh, Uncut Gems, you know, Adam Sandler's character, you know, puts in a fat bet for the Celtics to win and stuff like that. Yeah. So now Las Vegas is actually putting in bets for casting odds. Yeah, they've been doing for this Fantastic for a while now. Four. Um, so let's tell you who's the, the. So when we name off these names, uh, I'll I'll go with the first one, Derek O'Reilly. Say O'Rattle. the points too. Yeah. So I will. Uh, and notice when we talk about this actor, the lower the number, the higher the chance that they're cast. And Vegas is pretty good when it comes to betting on odds. But this is entertainment, so this is different than sports. I'll do Mr. Fantastic. Derek will bounce back. Darren, Derek will bounce back, and then we'll, it'll we'll go back. do. We're just going back and forth. Yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, odds to play Mr. Fantastic, and I'm going to go quick because uh, we still got a lot to go through before our, our, the rumor of the week in the Santa Claus. So here's the odds to pl- uh, for Mr. Fantastic, and this is starting with most likely to play. John Krasinski, of course, at plus 225. Then you have Tenant's John David Washington at 400, which I love. Oh, that would be so good. You have Dan Stevens at plus 450. You have Dev Patel at 700. You have Ewan McGregor, which is not happening, at 850. You have, this is so weird, and I would never see this, but you have It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Glenn Howerton at plus 900. Wasn't he runner-up for Star-Lord? I, yes, you're right. You're 100% right. Uh, You have Raul Cooley, who's actually the star of... uh, Is it Bly Manor? Yes, Bly Manor. Yes! Uh, I actually 100% agree with that. Um sure uh you have him at a plus <laughs> you have him at a plus a thousand and then you have william jackson harper who i'm not 100 percent sure who that is he's at plus a thousand too so that's mr fantastic derek your turn okay so this is the odds to play invisible woman so of course since we have john krasinski we have Amelia uh emily blunt at 350 we have lily james from cinderella at 500 i would love that by we the way we have samara weaving who is one of my favorite actresses and she is goddamn gorgeous at 500 we have jessica chastain at 600 we have alice eve at 700 anna torv which i'm not super familiar know. with i don't know these next four. Oh no i the, the at, last one i know at 800 we have diana aragon at 900 we have rose mcleaver mcgeever at 900, and we have Mackenzie Davis at 1,200. I will tell you right now, after Alice Eve, I have no idea who these ladies are. Mackenzie Davis was the runner-up for Domino in Deadpool 2, and she was mm. the star of Terminator Dark Fate. Oh. She played oh, the Terminator. Oh, she's also in uh, Black Mirror. I really, if we're, okay. Skylar's turn. If we're not talking really quick on Invisible Woman, I really like the Lily James Samara Weaving. If you can't get Emily Blunt. Yes, I really, because, I also like the Alice Eve, too. I could not stand her in X-Men, you know, first class, so you don't get a second chance for me. Um, Okay, so these are the odds to play Human Torch. The first one is Hamilton's Anthony Ramos, which is an out-of-the-ballpark pick. He's at a plus 400, as well as Zac Efron at plus 400, which I'd be cool with. You have Riz Ahmed from Rogue One, and he's in The Sound of Metal, which is getting Oscar buzz. And Nightcrawler. Yeah, he's at plus 500. You have Taron Egerton at plus 600. Yeah, we've fan-casted this, by the way. You have... uh, Dacre Montgomery at plus 700. Play the Red Ranger, and also he's Billy in uh, Stranger Things. You have, uh uh-oh, Ansel Elgort at There's no way. uh, Anyways, (laughs) I didn't want to touch on that. Uh, You have KJ Appa from Riverdale and that horrible, stupid Michael Bay coronavirus movie, Songbird, at plus 800. You have the the worst Hemsworth actor, Liam Hemsworth, at plus (sighs) 1,000. 
And then you have no way is this happening, but you have the second Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, at plus fifteen hundred. So, yeah. If you guys put in your bets for Andrew Garfield and you win, you're going to win a lot of money. Sure. Okay. Last but not least, or no, actually one more before. Uh, So this is the thing. So we have Stephen Graham at four hundred. We have Dean Norris at five hundred. We have Laz Alonzo at five fifty. We have Rick Whittle at six. 650. We have John Cena. John Cena. You see John, uh, you see John Cena on here? I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a bad joke. You get a pass because you're a dad. Yeah, but um, but no, but you kind of fell for it. So, shut up. So how how do I get a pass shut if up. you fell for it? Shut up. Uh we have John Cena at 700. We have Dominic Purcell who is in Iron Man 3. Uh, for 800, we have Jared Kiso for 1200, Nathan Fillion. That's a weird one for 1200. This is a weird one. Terry Crews I'd for cool 1400, cool and Philip Brooks for 1500, and Dwayne Johnson for 1800. I would be okay with Dwayne Johnson as the thing. He's no not my first pick. way. We no way. I love The Rock. I love The Rock, but please don't put him in a freaking. Fantastic Four movie when he has black. He's way better suited for Black Adam than The Thing. Okay, but what is Josh Brolin better suited for? Cable or Thanos? Cable. Oh, shut up. Thanos is one of the greatest villains of all time. He did the voice and the motion capture. It wasn't him on screen. That was him on screen because he was on set acting. All it is is just digital layer. What did I say? No. Motion capture. It's him on set. He's basically acting. There's no difference. I don't care. Anyway. It's the rock playing I a pile of rocks. I don't care. It's a rock. I don't care. Right. Go for Dr. Doom. Anyways, since someone wants to be a little butthole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's something I think we can all... Way to get PG with that. Well, we have to. We got to make up <laughs> for last episode. I'm a butthole. <laughs> Stop it. You're a doo-doo face. I'm a fart knocker. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Sam, <laughs> Derek's being mean. <laughs> Anyways. Don't say that because she will walk in here and she will. She when will. we're doing yeah, the podcast. She, yeah, she will. Okay, so here's one I think Derek and I can agree on that we would not hate this at all. I don't think we even thought about him for Dr. Doom. Because we thought about him for Norman Osborn. What did I, what did I pick? I picked Clive Owen. I forgot. <laughs> okay, so the odds to play Dr. Doom at 350, it's Moff Gideon himself. It's Moff Gideon <laughs> So Sorry, I'm pointing at a name that I really want. Okay. Ew. Um, oh, no, so, no, 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 sorry. Nope. I'll, and I'll tell you why in a second. Oh, so you God, have Moff, you Moff Gideon himself, Giancarlo Esposito at 350. You have Killian Murphy at 500, which Killian Murphy is actually a really good choice, which I think really you, you fan casted for something else in one of our fan casts. I don't remember what. I don't remember either. This is a huge no for me, but it's Michael Fassbender at plus 500. As uh, two another one's at plus five hundred. Vigo Mortensen, who actually is not a bad. He's pick. too old. I don't care. Um, you have Oscar Isaac at plus six hundred. Give me that. No, and I'll tell you why when I'm done. You have Christoph Waltz at plus seven hundred. Oh, 700. that would be so good. He's too old though. Uh, okay. You have okay. Nikolaj Coster Waldu at plus seven hundred. Sir Jamie be, from yeah, Game of Thrones. He would be awesome. Yes, that I should agree be high. With that. Yeah, so he should be above like three or four. I'm gonna four of these. Uh, go use the restroom real quick. Just want to let you guys no, know. No, not yet. Not yet. God damn it! You have Wes Bentley at plus nine hundred, which is funny because we've talked about Pin Badgley being one, and I feel you know, you know, it's, yeah. it's right there. Yep. I wouldn't mind him either. 
in, in a you way. You know who I wouldn't mind is the uh, uh, one of the, I forget his name, but I like him a lot. He plays the uh, the trench on the boys. He was also in Gossip Girl. You fan casted. I did. It's Chase Crawford. Chase Crawford. I wouldn't mind so him as yeah, a doctor. I think, I think, yeah, I think we've agreed. If you on went that. a little younger for the cast, but really quick, since you, since I had to go against your Brolin, let me go against your Oscar Isaac, uh, or not Brolin, but uh, uh, The Rock is the only reason why I don't want Oscar Isaac is I don't want him taking over all these big huge roles, and he's I like continuity as well, and he's already Moon Knight. Sorry. The Rock is Black Adam. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with continuity in the MCU. Why does the MCU? Oh, oh. Okay, now you can go pee. I will. Thank I will, you. I will yeah, attempt. You to... just bra- you just brain shattered me. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, I'm very sorry. You know I don't like brain shattering you. Okay, so while he's doing that, we're gonna touch on a couple small things because I don't want to leave him out of the next couple topics we have. Um, which is, uh, well, really it was Boba Fett. There's a sneak peek at the Beatles. Um, uh, so there's a couple of smaller things on the website you can check out. Uh, you know, Sean Nyberg has, uh, done an awesome job as always on the site with Disney plus and Hulu dominating TV ad advertising for 2020, obviously with, you know, both those streamers beating projections on all sorts of levels. That's nice to see. Taika Waititi's Reservation Dogs, which is a, a Native American comedy for FX on Hulu. That was actually officially greenlit today. Uh, there is a live-action uh, Hercules update. The Russo brothers are basically saying that we should get announcements in a couple weeks. I have teased on Twitter that and Instagram that Ariana Grande has definitely... Is is on Disney is on Disney's radar. That's that's one hundred percent a fact. I know that based on someone close to the studio, or on, I should say, more to the project. Um, I personally, and I I can't get anyone to come from this, but I've been told that some talks have happened with her in the studio. Don't know if official talks have happened, but maybe they've kind of reached out and said, "Hey, here's this project. It's yours," which she would take, by the way. Um, but some sort of talks have happened. I can't say official cause I, I, I can't get that confirmed. So just take this with uh, not a grain of salt, but take this with a grain of, you know, like a grain of, I don't know. That's bigger than a grain of salt, like a, like a pinto bean, I guess. Um, Disneyland actually overhauled, uh, Snow White's Scary Adventures into Snow White's Enchanted Wish, um, which looks nice. They actually updated the animatronics, made the kind of mimicked what was at Walt Disney World with the Snow White roller coaster ride there. I think it was time. You know, they they always update Snow White every 25, 30 years. So this was a good time to add new animation or new animatronics and I guess projection mapping like you see with Alice in Wonderland and Pinocchio has it now. Um, so this is a good time to do it. You know, everything's closed. You have the room, so Snow White's there. Um, which is really nice. You have, uh, you're the best. Uh, Muppet Night Football was last night on ESPN, so that's always cool. Get more Muppets content. So the last thing we're, oh, and Alan, I'm back. And then Alex Bergman succeeded Alan Horn. We're not going to get into that. You can check that on the site. The last thing we're going to talk about, about that, right? No, the last thing we're going to talk about is the exclusive. Josh wrote this up. We are so excited. This has done wonders. Uh, Patrick Dempsey is returning for Enchanted, or now it's called What's Disenchanted. His name on, uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Dr. Blue Eyes or something like oh, that. McDreamy. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, new writers are set for the project. Um, you can check this all this information out on the website. 
Uh, we really don't need to go over it except for, you know, great job, Josh, on the site. We want to thank our writers for doing a wonderful job over the last couple of weeks in Alexis on social media. You guys have been killing it. Thank you so much. And uh, it's time to move on to an awesome segment that we're doing. That's our top five Christmas movies. This isn't the yes. So this isn't the best. We decided to go just our favorites. And these are five films that we each think you guys should watch on Christmas. We would recommend these movies. And obviously there's going to be some movies on here that you've definitely seen. So just bear with us. This is just what we want to do. You want to do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first on their Christmas movies? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors, boom. Yep, you're first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. So or my, should we do honorable mentions? We'll do that after. Okay, that's fine. Um, so my favorite Christmas movie of all time, and it's something before I moved out, is something that my mom, dad, and brother would always watch every Christmas since as long as I can remember, A Christmas Story. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the classics. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out. My really quick, one of my favorite skits on Family Guy is when the Asian guys are singing in that in that skit, and Peter turns around and goes, "Yes, your holiday classic is extremely racist." <laughs> and then the Asian guy in the back goes, "And from not that long ago, <laughs> kills me every time." And Zoe de Chanel, uh, John Favreau, who you talked about, uh, who's done The Lion King, uh, Jungle Book, all, Chef, all Swingers. The, oh, I forgot about Chef. Yeah, that's a good one. Good callback. Um, yeah. Uh, third is something that you don't agree with. Noel. <laughs> yeah, but I, it's not that I don't agree with it. It's that... You um, did not like it. The first time, but you know what? I, it grew on me because of Levi. This when I did a rewatch. Recently. So as soon as your son likes it, you like it? Yeah, oh, so on. dad of you. That's so dad of you. Have you seen that really quick, that thing on Twitter? It's like, ah, yes, it's, it's Saturdays are for dads and dads. I thought Saturdays car. were for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's always for the boys. Well, it's been Sundays, but now that football's closing out. Not for yeah, long. I know. So sad. Yeah. But Noel, Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader. It's a great movie. It's on Disney oh, yeah. Plus. Watch it. Um, Billy Eichner. Fourth is something that Skylar needs to watch and I told him about and it has one of the best twist endings since Remember Me, which I think I've talked about on this podcast. I didn't know if I needed a burp or not. Hold on. Anyways. Anyway, uh, is Last Christmas, which stars Amelia Clark and Henry Golding. Oh my God. (laughs) It is one of the best (laughs) Christmas movies I've seen in a long time. And you need to watch it tonight. I promise I will watch it. I want to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go into the future right now. I'm so sorry, guys. We already recorded this part, and we Our realized that we... Okay, so we already went through the executive producers, and when <laughs> Skylar told me to play the outro music, we realized that our <laughs> recorders stopped recording right as I gave my list or the Christmas story as my list, and Skylar went through all of his, and we already talked about this. So this is very annoying. Derek has not seen Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2. Hey, real quick, real loud in the mic. Second of all... I don't care. They need to hear it. You could have told me that when you went off your list again. Yeah, but that's not as fun as telling everyone now. So now we have our recorder on, 
because we we minimize our our recording so we can go on the website and stuff. Uh, we're just so glad that we weren't that far we weren't that far from ending. <laughs> okay, so and then I don't need to explain this. My last Christmas movie is National Lampoon's. Christmas Vacation, starring good two. old Chevy Chase. No, not two. That's such a bad one. Okay, a, so mine's classic. done. Yeah. So remember, these are our favorites. Um, you know, we, remember are, again that these are our favorites because yeah, we've already said this. Yeah, yeah. So just, and if you haven't seen them, enjoy. My number five is Fred Claus. I think it's so funny. It's got Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. It's got Ludacris. It's got. Uh, At least uh, they didn't uh, hear me thinking that. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that Martin Sheen was. Oh no. Martin Short. Martin you're, Short. You're getting your Martins confused. Your Martin, I Martin S. I, that's, I that one's fair. It's Martin Sh- They're both Okay. That goes go. my phone. Yeah. This, see, this is how we wrap up the show every week. Now it's even worse than what we recorded originally. Well, did not record initially. You talked about this already. I don't, I don't no, even... No, they didn't hear it. We've talked about it, so we <laughs> need to act like we've never talked about this before. No, no. I, but did you do your honorable mentions after you gave your list or before? I sure did. We'll just go back and okay. forth. So pretend like Derek gave his honorable mentions being one, and this is the Santa Claus, <laughs> the first one. It's the Disney classic Christmas movie. Which is my wife's favorite Christmas yeah. movie. Uh, third one's on Netflix right now. You need to watch it. Please, please watch it. Only the third one? Klaus. Oh, Klaus. I thought you meant Santa Claus. Oh, ew. No. I don't <laughs> like the second or third one. Um, number two is uh, Klaus is the animated one with Jason Schwartzman and J.K. Simmons. Uh, number two is How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Don't care what anyone says. It's the one of the funniest Christmas movies out there. Yeah, and I the, saw that in theaters. And by the way, the makeup for the Grinch, you got to admit, looks really good. Taylor Morrison grew oh, up to be mommy. Mommy. <laughs> and she's still doing music for The Pretty Reckless. Yeah, and she was in Gossip Girl. Okay, here's that spoiler alert I gave you. Derek has not seen Home Alone 1 or 2, but Home Alone 2 is the greatest Christmas movie of all time in the Home Alone franchise. We went through a whole banter that you guys will never hear <sighs> Yeah, just because we didn't record it, yeah. but just know that this is a very mild banter now. Yeah. I've never seen him. Yeah, so now he knows that after we're done recording and we're eating dinner that Derek needs to turn on Home Alone 1 as much as I love Home Alone 2 because you should watch it in order because Derek loves continuity. Watch Home Alone that has the two greatest Christmas villains of all time with the craziest wacko kid of all time. And then when you watch the first two, then you realize, oh my God, they should do a real third one with Macaulay Culkin and Joe Pesci and uh, the Daniel Stern, but it should be like Twisted Rated R Blumhouse Home Alone 3. Oh, that would be rad. Yeah, so now Derek has some homework to do, and it's time to shout out our lovely executive producers. No, let's talk about our honorable mentions. Oh, that's right. And you didn't even do the rumor of the week. See, it's not my fault that this show is being recorded for the second time. It's not my fault. I forget. We had had it stopped twice last week. (sighs) It's not fun. We need to get Dom in here immediately. <laughs> we need to get Dom in here, and we... Yeah, th- that's basically it. We need Dominic in here. Yeah, it, that's that's the big thing. Honorable mentions for me really quick. I think a lot of them are on your list. Can we say it? One, two, two three, three. Night, night before. before. Okay. You said night before. Because <laughs> I was... I was I, I for, no, 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 because I forgot the name of the movie. Night before. <laughs> no, but it is with uh, Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and The Falcon, Anthony Mackie, and yes. uh, Michael Shannon. Oh, I was going to say... 
Office Christmas Party is one of my favorite comedies, oh. too. I love Office Christmas Party. Yes. It's for the adults. So if you didn't like last week's, mom, ep- mom. If you didn't like last week's episode, you're not going to like Office Christmas Party. <laughs> Let's just say that. You're not going to like The Night Before, either. Or Bad Santa. <laughs> Definitely Bad Santa. Santa does some naughty things to some naughty people. Yes. So before we announce the executive producers, we just want to say have a merry holiday. Have a great week. We will see you guys next week before the end of the year. Yes. Uh, we're going to do a recap episode of everything that came out during the year. Yeah. We'll touch on a bunch of news, but we assume that news is going to be super slow because of For the sure. holiday season. Yeah. So next week's episode will be a uh, the best of. So we'll do best of the Diz Insider show. We'll do the best of uh, the, the website, the, year, the, the worst website. Stuff. And everything. So look out for that. So we appreciate you guys. We hope you guys have a great holiday. And uh, this podcast was executive produced. I just clicked on the word browser. Uh, this podcast was executive produced by Elliot Bullock II, Andrew Desimir, Lauren Javier, Adam Armstrong, Brian Griebel, Ernesto uh, Barrera. Spencer Weary, Sean Williams, Jiko Chu, Brianna Shad, Jacob Cano, Edward Rose, Mint, Mint God, God, Lynn or Lex Lindquist, Brian Kitson, Randy Cole, Danik Bigras, Dan Satori, Dan Satori, Don Satori, Don Satori. I got your back. Don't kill us. Uh, Jackson Wayne, badass name, but. Not as badass as this name we're going to come up. Uh, Corinne Graves, Colin Christek, Carrie Castro, Abby Stoshak. Listen, really quick. Phileas Strickland II. What we need to do is I will go... Now announcing Phileas Strickland II of Northshire. <laughs> the Lord of Birkingham. <laughs> Shoot. Oh We're not goodness. making fun of you. We just no, think no, your name's th- really badass. That name is so medieval. And finally, Casey Moore. Our boy at What's on Netflix. Yes. Thank you guys so much for your support. Um, oh, before we sign off, I'm just going to run it at you, you really quick. Hit you didn't do the rumor of the week. That's not my fault. Just do the drum roll. We'll, we'll give it to you. Listen, I'm going quick because we recorded this already. Hey, a Frozen series is in development for Disney+. Plus. Enjoy, happy, like Derek said, happy holidays. Now, Derek, play me that sweet, sweet outro music. Before I do that. Oh, many, my God. How many people do you think is going to turn off this podcast after we said executive producer and like, all oh, these dicks didn't freaking do the rumor of the week? Hey, we did. Skylar effed up because we already corded this. L- listen, no, I did, no, that was not, no, the first time was not my fault. Just play me that sweet, sweet outro music. And, okay, and, and uh, one, one, a two, a, a three, three, a four, a five. Derek, watch all of my